On this episode of Fries with Guys, we're joined by a young gentleman named Terrence Carter to talk why millennials are having way less sex than people think, what does or doesn't go down in the DMs, and the sweet message he says at the end that might, I don't know, might just restore your faith in men. You'll have to wait and see. Okay. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fries with Guys. Today, I'm joined by a young gentleman that goes by the code name Terrence Carter. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm, hey, fantastic. Never better. <laughs> so, okay. So, tell me a little bit about yourself. So, how old are you and what do you do for a living? So, I'm 25 years old and I'm a social media editor. And do you like your job? Love it. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm just going to jump right in here. So, why are you single? Uh, so I actually just came out of a two year relationship. Oh, um, I moved to Washington DC from Sacramento and the person who I was in a relationship with chose not to come back with me. So we split it off amicably. Do you all still keep in touch? Uh, from time to time we text here and there, but it's kind of like a rest period, so to speak. Like, Mm. you know, we're keeping our distance. We're not really engaging with each other. We're just letting each other, you know, go on with our life, so to speak. Had you not moved, would you still be in a relationship with that person? If I stayed in California, yes. If I had moved anywhere else outside of California, if it wasn't back to Arizona where we met, then maybe not. Okay. It's pretty much California or bust at that point. Hmm. Okay. Yes. So how would you say you meet women? Would it be more so in person while you're out or through social circles or is it more so through online dating or dating apps? Uh, dating apps for sure. Mostly Tinder and Bumble. I've experimented with Hinge, which I think is a great concept, but it's not um, perfected in a sense. But um, I've met th- a lot of people through dating apps and I've met a lot of people through just friends of friends. And... Uh, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting mix of people. What mode or which which one of those have you had, I guess, the most success with? Definitely Tinder. Uh, when I became single and I came to the I came back to the East Coast and I actually actually moved into Washington D.C. I actually got onto Tinder again and I did the Tinder Premium just you know just to mess with it and um, kind of give me more a little bit more um, flexibility with like swipes and just like looking through people without that. You know, it blocks you after a certain amount of swipes if you're doing the free uh, version. Mm. So I got on premium and um, yeah, I've had a lot of good matches and a lot of interesting dates, so to speak. What influence would you say does social media have on today's dating culture? I think it's a good way, in a sense, to screen people um, depending on how you're looking at them. Um, for instance, if you're checking out someone's Instagram, only you're going to see only like the best portions of them. But mm-hmm. if you're checking out, if they're active on Twitter, if they're active on Facebook, you might have a good insight of like what type of person they are and how they interact with other people and like their thoughts, political views and all that stuff. So I think it's a, depending on like how much research you do and like how connected you are with the person, um, through mutual friends, you, you might have a better way of filtering out and kind of like understanding who they are before you even get to like know them, so to speak. That's a, that's actually a perfect segue into my next question. So perfect. before before you go out on a date with someone or if you're, you know, looking at someone's pages, do you do a serious or intense screen of their social media pages or Google them? I don't I wouldn't say intense or serious, <laughs> but like I look them up. Like if I know yeah. if, usually like with Tinder, I, you know, sometimes you don't know if you don't know their last name or anything like that. But if you have a mutual friend, I'll look 
them up through that mutual friend mm-hmm. and I'll also contact that mutual friend be like hey you know how do you know this person like do you like what can you tell me about them just so that you know I I know have, I have a little bit of history of going into it but even if I do like some sort of research and I know where they work I know like what they've done and stuff I'll never bring that up just so that you know it'll be some like background knowledge for me but like it'll be something for me to like you know ask about like hey you know where did you live and like see if like you know they talk about it um but i wouldn't say intense it's just more of like hey you know is this person real first of all are they real <laughs> and second of all like are they are who they say they are you know okay so what would be some red flags for you if you're doing any of that you know looking screening whatever it is i wouldn't call this a red flag but like you know if they have a consistent like picture of like a, a particular person like a guy or whatever like i'm like okay like when's the last like what the relationship like how how like if you've broken up if you're on tinder um or if you're not even broken up you know i've never encountered that but um if you're broken up like you know what how how far off are you going off from this last relationship too like are you looking for a rebound type of thing like it's an it's an interesting mix but i actually have not come across anything where i'm just like whoa like 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 you have a gun and like pointing at somebody like nothing like nothing too crazy <laughs> like nothing really I've never really come across any red flags and really with the way that I look at Tinder and like Bumble or anything like that it's kind of like if I'm reading the description I'll have a good good enough vibe they'll be like okay I actually want to swipe right on this person I actually want to meet this person um, in general um, and you know if they don't have a description like on their Tinder or Bumble yeah. or Hinge, Hinge that that's kind of like you know I'm not gonna I don't know anything about I don't know enough about you to like make me feel away so i usually swipe left on that so i i wouldn't say a red flag but like more of just like a yes or no type of check okay so on the reverse of that what are some things that you see when you're online about a girl that would make you want to get to know them or pursue them gotcha uh so if they post pictures of like places that they've traveled to i'm always excited about like asking about people's experiences uh outside of you know wherever they grew up or anything like that so if someone has traveled a lot that really like perks my interest um and then you know if they um if they you know if they if they have like a really if they seem to have a really good active healthy lifestyle i kind of gravitate towards that uh and um animals are always a good conversation and stuff like that and also like just depending on what they say on their description like if they travel a lot if they say they work at a particular place i'm like oh that's really cool like let me learn a little bit more about that you know that that will that will definitely you know make me more interested Mm -hmm. so to speak in terms of your dating life right now what would you say that you are looking for are you looking for something more casual are you looking for something where it'll lead to something a bit more serious uh you know I'm, I'm i'm open to whatever to be honest uh i i lean casual just because i just got out of a relationship and i'm not really looking to jump into anything so mm-hmm. to speak but if things mesh well and the the chemistry is there like you know i'm not going to go against the grain of that and if things happen they lead the way that they lead then i'm open for it but i'm not looking around and be like okay who's my next girlfriend who who can i be the, like who's going to be the one like no <laughs> Uh, I'm really just looking for, you know, just to have those interesting conversations and see where they lead. Because at this point, I'm 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 fine being single and I'm fine just like talking to people. And really, it's not too much of like a pressure to like jump into anything at all. Speaking of pressure, do you feel a sense of pressure, either societal or maybe through your family or friends to settle down be in a relationship, get married, all those types, like have kids, that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I don't feel that pressure at all from any of my family members. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my family members did like my ex. They, they really liked her. She was really low-key, easy to hang out with. Um, but 
<laughs> my mom is actually just like she advocates for me being single. She's like, don't settle down. Don't worry really? about it. Like, enjoy. Yeah, she's been through two divorces. So <laughs> she's like, you know, enjoy life. Like, don't be pressured to like go into anything. Like, you know, if you think you found the one, like really take your time with that because you just never know. So she actually is totally fine with me being single. She's like very much like in my corner about just like having the experiences and just like really like going and dating around and just like learning about other people. So it's nice to have that as, a, as an advocate in that degree. So speaking of your mom, how would you describe your relationship with her? And I, you alluded to this a little bit, but yeah. how do you think that relationship has impacted how you view women and how you kind of approach relationships oh man my mom means the world to me she is the best person she's been through so much um so she had me at 17 so we are pretty close Mm -hmm. in terms of just like growing up together and being through the things that we've been through uh, as a team um especially with her past two um relationships and uh divorces and whatnot um it's it's been great like i learned a lot about how to treat women well and i've seen the things that I've seen that have happened to her where I've like made a mental note like I should do this or I shouldn't do this Mm -hmm. like I shouldn't be this type of person and so even through inaction and the stuff that she hasn't verbally said anything about you know relationships and stuff like that I've kind of learned just like through sight you know I just I just know that there's there's some people out there who who deserve everything but don't get what they deserve and um she's just a beautiful person and I I just hope that the things that she's taught me in terms of just like hardworking and being respectful and being nice and really, you know, finding your way and learning about people. That's kind of like, you know, distilled down to me. So, um, you know, she hasn't really like sat me down and be like, this is how you should treat women. This is what you should say. Like not nothing like, like that, but like just through the experiences that we've experienced together. Um, I've learned, I've learned just to how hopefully be a, a really nice person and be respectful and, you know, and all that stuff. Gotcha. I'm going to jump back a little bit to something that I saw. Okay, so a Florida Atlantic University study Uh recently said that millennials are not having as much sex as society thinks. Okay. The study found that millennials born in the 90s have 41 or excuse me are 41 percent less likely to have sex compared to millennials born in the 80s and they're twice as likely to be inactive than 60s born generation xers Mm -hmm. so what do you what do you think about that we had a we wrote a story about that the the study is really interesting um i kind of laughed at it when i heard about it because my experience is not like that at all (laughs) (laughs) not to say that i sleep around at all but like i'm just saying like (laughs) That's interesting. Like, you know, I I lost my virginity pretty late in the game, I would say, like compared to my other peers. But after reading that, I'm just like, oh, you know what? I'm actually on point. I'm on target. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just I don't know. Like, I think there's a lot of distractions right now. You know, there's a lot of distractions out there where people and there's I think there's a societal pressure of just like seeing how people are progressing and seeing how your peers are doing that you want to do that as well. And so I feel like a lot of people are pushing themselves to like focus on working hard and getting money and living a successful life because you're surrounded by that. You're seeing all your friends on Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat, like going and doing all these cool things. And like, you want to do that too. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just a distraction in itself where, where you, you see the successes of people and you're not really like trying to settle down and, you know, mess around and, and really like, you know, distract you from like your career paths and, and goals. Would you say that 
based off that, would you say that people, I guess, are more career oriented than they are relationship focused? I think I think so. Maybe. Um, I mean, no way am I any expert in that degree. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we all saw like with the job market crash and everything like that, like it's it's a very tough place to get a job, especially with our generation. And you have to work. You have to grind. You have to push yourself to to really get a step forward in whatever industry you are because a lot of these jobs are really hard to get and so I think people are waking up to that and they've been waking up to that and realizing that like you know you just can't mess around in high school you can't just mess around in college like you really have to if you want to be some sort of like successful person have some sort of like established life you have to really push yourself um I mean in, in terms of like you know, not having sex and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that's a really interesting study given that the nature of like our dating apps, like the way that we can like connect with people and really mm-hmm. like meet people so quickly and like figure out like, do we have a connection or do, do we not? Instead of like just walking up to random people at a bar, you know, from my experience, I've not had that trouble. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about that at all. So yeah, it's a very interesting study. One thing I felt, do you think that, the lifestyle that people have coming out of college affects that at all. And I only say that because I know a lot of times people tend to move back home mm-hmm. or they'll have multiple roommates instead of maybe just one or yep. two roommates. So it's something where like your living situation doesn't necessarily allow for you to be as sexually active as you'd like to be. Definitely. Um, they also call us, I don't, I'm not sure if you see this, um, they sometimes call us the boomerang generation too where we go to college and we come back and then we usually live with our parents for a couple of years, X mm-hmm. amount of years. Um, and some of us don't leave um, just because of the job market or just the opportunities are not there. When I came back from California as a single guy um, to the East coast, I lived with my stepfather in Sterling. Um, and uh, you know, I'm not going to go out on dates. I'm not going to try to like, you know, bring people back home like that. That's just like a weird thing to do. And even if I was living with my mom or even if I was living with any other person, um, he was like a parental or guardian, like type of thing. Like I would not try to do that. So I think that definitely, that definitely stops you unless that other person that you're seeing has like their own place in whatever area that might be it. But like, if you're living with your parents, that's definitely like a, we probably shouldn't do this. Like let's, let's be respectful <laughs> to our place and not try to do that. But you know, that's just me. I don't know. Some people don't care. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One, one final question that I wanted to ask before we, before we get into some of this other stuff, mm-hmm. I have to ask about direct messages. Like, like slide into the DMs. Like type of DMs, thing? yes. Uh, okay, so cool. a couple of my friends, I love sending my friends memes on Instagram, mm-hmm. like through DM. And the last few times that I've sent it to a couple of my girlfriends who were single, they were kind of like, "You gotta, you gotta like send me a warning or let me know that you're sending me a DM." Because I really thought this is from like somebody else. Not that they were mad, but they were just kind of like, "Oh, what? it's you. It's not what? like." Well, don't. You? <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like. That's a, but I, I want to ask. I want to ask, like, how, how vital are DMs to single people, or like how? For me, honestly, like I don't slide into DMs. Um, <laughs> I like I don't actually I don't get a lot of DMs. My thing is, is that. I would rather much um, I would rather much get the person's number and like text through that way and rather than like communicating through social media. I think communication through social media is like a gateway into like a little bit something more private in terms of like texting and stuff like that, but I don't try to like hold like if I'm interested like in terms of dating if I'm interested in a person like I'm not trying to like have this like deep flowing conversation on social like I'd rather just leave that and move that to text. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, sliding into the DMs is really interesting. I've never, I've never experienced that, and I've heard stories about it. But it's just like if that's a way of communicating, then that's a way of communicating. If some people are like that, then other, you know, whatever works for them. Do you think at all that people in our generation or our age who have kind of grown up with social media mm-hmm. tend to feel more comfortable having conversations via text or DMs or tweets, whatever it may yeah. be, versus having conversation in person? Uh, you know, I think it's really situational. I think if it's a person that is a friend of a friend, it's easier just to talk through online just so you can get to know them a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you just met them or you like, you know, met them in passing and stuff like that. It's easier to have a conversation that way. Um, but I think with the, with friends, you know, like communication through online or text is just way easier to organize and like meet people and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I think, I think the, the face to face connections will never die out. So to speak, I think, I think the, um, establishing, a connection establishing the communication through online and through social media is definitely like way more apparent than it was back in the day um just because we have those mediums to do that uh but i don't think i don't think there's any like lack of people like meeting up and like having those face-to-face conversations um if anything i think those face-to-face conversations are maybe at least i'm being hopeful a little bit higher quality just because you have those established like routine questions or whatever um online so you can move into like more like interesting deeper topics too Oh, I'm just being really hopeful about that. <laughs> you just never know. Okay. The, I said the last one was my last question. But this is actually my oh, last question. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Do you think the friend zone exists? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, if, especially if you're trying to date somebody and you just don't feel the spark or they don't feel the spark, it's definitely a friend zone. I actually have a really good friend of mine who uh, I met through Tinder and now we're just friends. Like, she was like, hey, you know, I don't feel anything like there's no spark. You're a really cool person, but like, I just want to be friends. And I'm like, I'm totally fine with that. In fact, I would rather turn something that didn't work out in that relationship into a friend than like have them drop off completely. Because I, I like friends. I like, you know, building my network. I like just like having people around and and maintaining those relationships. So the friend zone totally exists. The friend zone is there for a reason. Um, how people feel about it is definitely situational. But, you know, you, you can take it two ways. You can take it as a rejection and just like, you know, mope about it. Or you can just be like, okay, you know, it didn't work. So at least I have somebody, at least we're still connected and we're still, you know, we'll, we'll still be connected in that, in that regard. So yeah, definitely been there, been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So those are all my questions. Okay. So we're just going to move to the bottom of the bag segment. So this is rapid fire. Okay. Oh, and I just have to mention that we technically didn't eat fries during uh. this. That's only because I he got already. food earlier and the <laughs> Wendy's lady really tried to play me. So maybe another time, but okay. Time. There's technically no bag, but that's okay. Just think of one in your head. You'll be fine. <laughs> so this is rapid fire either or. So just answer or I'll shoot out the question and then you just respond with whatever you prefer. Okay. All right. So this is like an either or yes or no type of thing. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Ready? I think so. <laughs> Okay, alcohol or weed? Alcohol. Snapchat or Instagram stories? Instagram stories. Real summer or winter? Summer. Uh, boobs or butts? Boobs. Chinese or Italian food? Italian food. Orange, oranges or apples? Apples. Fruits or veggies? Fruits. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Ding ding ding. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You had you had you felt you felt away. With Instagram and Snapchat. Yes. Tell me about okay. That. So, 
Let's let's switch to the interview here. You have to. Okay, so I don't really care for Snapchat all that much. Cool. I think it's mainly a source of people to kind of like see their own lives on replay. Yeah, because I feel We're like a lot of times. Generation. I've, I really feel like sometimes people will just play their own Snapchat story over and over and I over again to watch it. I would not be surprised. <laughs> but Instagram stories kind of feels like a ripoff of Snapchat. Well, I don't the, know. Maybe well, the, that's just me. The founder of Instagram completely gave tribute to Snapchat saying that they did what exactly what Instagram stories did. Like he, he didn't, he was like, he wasn't like saying no about it. Like they completely copied it. And, but they also made a point that they made it a lot more intuitive and a lot more easier for not us because we were already used to it, but for the older generation as well. So they've actually wow. combined two generations, one that's already used to Snapchat and they can easily use that. And the older generation use, doesn't have to use another platform anymore. They've already established themselves on Instagram. Hmm. It's just way more easier for them to use. So have you been using Instagram stories at all? Yes, I have. And without getting into too much information, yes, I just use it a lot because I have to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. You know, I mean, it's 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 a great visual platform. And I, I originally was going to be like a photographer in TV. I was um, working in film as well. So visuals are definitely my a big interest for mine hmm. and so okay you know with with coming out with instagram stories it's very interesting to see how it will compete with snapchat you know at first i felt some type of way about it but i don't know after how you described it i think i might give it a shot i think i think you'll i think you'll like it the experience the experience <laughs> is similar yes but why 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 force yourself now at this point to divide your time between two when you can have one you that's know that's a good saying? point just like dating. Why well, have two? Just focus on one. It's <laughs> <is> my motto. <laughs> well, that that pretty much concludes this interview. Is there anything else that you want to add or you feel like you need to get off your chest? Anything burning inside of you that you feel compelled to say? Uh, you know, uh, we brought I mean, I brought this up. I feel like a lot of women have bad experiences with Tinder and Bumble because there's a lot of guys out there who are who are thirsty for one thing. We all know what that is. And with me, the the dates that I've been through um, the conversations have been amazing. And the, the, the one disarming thing about like just talking with women is just like, you know, when you don't come into a date with like an agenda and you don't make that apparent, even if you do, like, it's just like, let's have a nice conversation. Let's get to know each other and whatever happens, happens and wherever it goes, it goes. I think a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of girls just get those guys who are just like trying to get them liquored up and booze up and like try to bring it home. It's like, it's not, that's not how you treat women at all. Like that's not how you should have any relationship in that. Would you have, would you treat your best friend like that? Like, would you really say the stuff that you're saying on a first date to mm -hmm. a lot of women? And unfortunately it just is, it's kind of sad because like a lot of women are just like, you're so nice. And like, I'm not pimping myself out here, but I'm just saying like, you know, it's just, it's just a nice, like casual conversation. It's like, that's how it should be. But a lot of like, they'll show me the messages that they get through guys. I'm just like, why, what makes you, who raised you to have these type of conversations and who, who would say something like that to a person? Like, I'm sure your parents brought, brought you up better than that. And, it's just, you know, there's, there's definitely, I just want to say that there's definitely a lot of people out there who are just having, who are just out there just to actually meet people and like have good conversations and see what happens. Like we're not all out there to do one thing. So just want you to know all the ladies, you guys are good. That is, <laughs> that is a perfect note to end on. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, y'all. What'd you think? Do you guys have any DM stories worthy of telling? 
Ugh, are you an Instagram story fan? I still haven't used it. I can't bring myself to use it. Anyways, let us know how you're feeling about this episode and any past episodes. Always subscribe, review, comment, share with all your friends. And as always, you can find us on Fries with Guys on Twitter, or you can send us a note at frieswithguys at gmail.com. Until next time.